Aotearoa New Zealand's largest Pacific community radio station, 531PI, turned 29 years young on Tuesday this week. Established in 1993, the mainly Auckland-based radio 531PI has been owned and operated by the Pacific Media Network since 2007. It features news, information, music and talk shows in Pacific languages with presenters from the communities they report on. As a public interest broadcaster, the Pacific Media Network's aim is to empower, encourage and nurture Pacific people's cultural identity and economic prosperity in Aotearoa. With me is its chief executive, Don Mann. Thank you, Thomas, for sitting down with me, Father Don. I'll let you introduce yourself properly. Yeah, thank you, Thomas. Karoi. Um, kia ora. Um, ko Don Mann toko ingoa. He uri au o um, Ngai Tūhoi me Ngāti Kahanunu um, i te tāho tōku pāpa no Kingdom of Tonga. Um, you're Don Mann, Chief Executive Officer of Pacific Media Network of uh, Māori and Tongan descent. Naka, happy birthday um, to uh, uh, 531PI. Maybe just walk us through like where it all started and, and uh, where you are now. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's uh, t- uh, 29 uh, years for um, uh, 531PI. I mean, the, the origins of, of 531PI uh, with the uh, Auckland Pacific Island Community uh, Radio Trust. And there's a, a group of um, Pacific leaders, uh, 1993, um, which decided at that time a, a Pacific radio for for the Pacific community. You know there was a um, you know there was a migration wave through the 80s and 70s and 80s. So you know there was a a population of Pacific people at that time um, to be reached and to be served in Pacific language. So it was set up then. You know, and there were people such as Sefita Haoli, who was one of the original um, station members. Um, of course, Title Philip Field was a was a politician at that time, and so there was um, some um, uh, political backing for it. And then even even uh, ministers of today, such as uh, Minister Alpito Seal, was you know he was in um, local politics at that time, and there were people such as uh, Minister Seal who gave it backing. Um, so, um, 29 years on, you know we have, we still have 531PI going and New FM. Awesome, and and for those uh, of our listeners not not familiar, just tell us the, the, some of the amazing works, the different languages, the different different services you provide the community. Yeah, sure. It's it's an incredibly uh, diverse. We're, we're an incredibly diverse um, media platform. So it's primarily born out of radio, and and if you go back to the mid nineties, radio was deemed at that time as the best effective means for reaching for Pacific people. So we broadcast in, uh, for a long time we've broadcasted in uh, nine Pacific languages, but now uh, yeah, broadcasting in uh, ten Pacific languages, so ten different Pacific communities from our larger communities, of course, such as the, the Samoan and the Tongan population, Cook Island, Nui, uh, Fiji populations. But, of course, we we also uh, broadcast uh, Tokelau, Tuvalu, Kiribati, um, Solomon Islands, Wantok, and then we also do work with the uh, Rotuman community as well. So, yeah, 10 Pacific languages and English, uh, two radio stations, plus a newsroom as well, and then um, language shows for 10 different communities. Amazing. And and the importance of having our stories, having our voices, having, uh, in, in your guys' case, our reo on, on the airwaves and, and a place that people can hear that and listen and speak sort of life into that. How important is it to have... 531PI to have this space for Pacifica? Oh, look, it's crucial. And and um, 
It's interesting when I think about, uh, say, the intention behind the uh, the new public media entity to you know to better serve uh, diverse audiences. Um, one, one of the purposes to serve um, there's a term used, you know, underserved audiences. Um, that term sort of mainly refers to mainstream media. But when you think about our our model and how we operate, we are community generated content. And so, for instance, our ten language shows they are produced and hosted by members of those communities. And so, so if you, um, you mentioned at the outset, so I'm, I'm, I'm Tongan, so on our Tongan show, um, we have members of the Tongan community who wear many different hats across the Tongan community run our radio show. And so it, it's, it truly is sort of community-generated content. It's not, say, like a a professional editor or a professional news chief of staff curating content which they think the Tongan community might like for all our shows, whether it be Samoan, Cook Island, New Air, Fiji, all of our producers are all that community. And they're so um, they're all experts, of course, in language. They're all expert language speakers and they've all, all of them have, have deep connections into uh, the leadership groups that, that preserve and promote language across Aotearoa. So sort of back to your point, um, that, that core, I guess, value, I, I guess, is that our ability to broadcast in language, but our our model where it's set up that leaders of the community are our broadcasters. It also raises a, 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 a an interesting point is that perhaps I don't know, just perhaps as a, as a generalisation, say in, in sort of broader mainstream media entities, you know, a, a, without, I don't mean any disrespect, but a person would finish their role and they would go home and then they would come back the next day and and there probably wouldn't be anything in between going home and coming back the next day and and our in our organization I just say that as a generalization uh, the producer of one of our language shows yeah the show might finish at say a certain hour of the day but then they go back into their community and wear that leadership role and wear a leadership hat or wear multiple hats in their community and then come back into the radio show so there's no there's no delineation between hosting a radio show and being a member of the community. They never switch off. You know, there might be a, a, a significant issue facing facing our community, which we we might debate at least to say something like, um, I don't know if we say housing affordability, you know, that uh, one of our hosts will, you know, run a whole session on. Um, but then, then they'll go home and they'll be part of groups who are dealing with housing affordability within their own community. So it's just, mm-hmm. you just can't you just can't switch on and off and, and leave it at the door as you walk out of the studio. So it's a it's a it's a blessing because that's you know we really are part of the community. But also, I guess in my role as CEO, I've got to be mindful though of finding a way to keep our people uh, keep their minds fit, keep keep healthy, um, keep safe. So that that's all a challenge as well. Yeah, I guess that sort of that um, that was was sort of my last question. But I think it prompts like, how how well supported are you? Like uh, talking funding wise, and it's twenty nine years now. Obviously, the service service you provide is well proven. How are you are you getting what you need to continue to do this and to do this to the best of of you know of your your potential and ability to serve these communities? Yeah, look, we have. Look, I just. From the outset, we have a we have a very good relationship with New Zealand on air, who, who administer uh, funding on behalf of Ministry of Culture and Heritage, and the organisation has been supported by um, uh, the ministries of broadcasting for 29 years. So uh, grateful for that. But we all know, and I have these discussions with ministers and with our officials. Uh, the model that um, Pacific Media Network was set up on was to 
run radio stations. And so coming back to the top of our conversation, you know, the current landscape, we've moved well beyond um, organisations just being a radio station. And so um, uh, whilst, whilst we're appreciative of our funding and, and it certainly enables us to uh, be a competent radio station and to operate a, a, a competent um, radio platform, uh, the, the need for us now is to be a multimedia entity. And so that's, that's just going to require a recalibration of our relationship um, uh, as a publicly funded body, a recalibration of our relationship with New Zealand On Air, Ministry for Culture and Heritage, but also um, recognising the part we play in um, Pacific wellbeing. So whilst um, our relationship with New Zealand On Air as a radio station, you know, we, it gets measured on things like you know, um, ratings, the amount of hours we talk, the amount of hours we play music. You have to come back to why this entity was originally set up. And, and, and it was originally sent up about prosperity for Pacific people, you know, building resilient Pacific people, prosperous Pacific communities. And so it's bigger than, it's bigger than us, and it's, it's bigger than ratings and audience engagement. The, the ultimate end game for an organisation like Pacific Media Network is really you know, um, healthy, resilient Pacific people, uh, earning more, um, owning their own business, owning their own homes, um, language protection, um, strong, proud identity and culture, uh, protection of language, protection of identity, Aotearoa's role as a Pacific nation. So much, there are much bigger issues at play. And so at the end of the day, whilst we might perform well in terms of doing you know, some social media activation, we might have some highs and lows in terms of our shows and our ratings, uh, we must remember what the end game is, and that's about what's good for Pacific people. And so, um, yes, it's important for us to, ha to have a, uh, a good uh, relationship of clarity with New Zealand on air and Ministry of Broadcasting, but it's equally important for us to have a strong relationship um, with Ministry for Pacific Peoples, but also all those organisations that uh, work for Pacific Peoples.